Hello and welcome to the Muddy Puddle podcast and today I am joined, well I'm getting a little bit excited actually because uh, we've got a real life celebrity on the show. It's Sue Atkin, parent expert, she's been on This Morning, Jeremy Vine show. Hello Sue. Hello, thanks for having me on. No problem, I'm so excited. So Sue, tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Well, I'm a parenting author. I've written four books, two books for parents called Parenting Made Easy, How to Raise Happy Children and Raising Happy Children for Dummies, one in that very famous Black and Yellow series. Then I've written uh, the Can Do Kids Journal, Discover Your Confidence Superpower, because I'm very passionate about self-esteem for children and confidence. And I've got a new book out uh, now at the moment called Divorce Journal for Kids, because I do an awful lot of work with families around breakup, separation, divorce, that kind of stuff. And I created a journal for children to express themselves, understand their emotions, get conversations started. So that's coming out um, next month. And uh, yeah, so that's me really. And as you know, I'm Disney's parenting expert, ITV this morning. I sit on sofas everywhere around the world, it seems. And I'm passionate about parenting. Wow, Sue, I think the world really, really needs you right now with everything that's been going on with the virus. You know, as what I'm trying to do a lot with our schools is trying to get them to focus on the children's emotions and well-being because it's so easy for us to go back to school and forget all of that. Just go, oh, my goodness, we've got all these children that are behind. And actually, you know, where we come from as perspective of muddy teachers is that all of that academic work won't happen unless you really embed, you know, confident children and deal with their emotions and, and give them a, a channel to speak. Absolutely. As you know, I'm a former deputy head and class teacher for over 22 years. So for me, I'm always talking and teaching my parents that I work with about not catch up. Don't get caught up in the media or the politicians. This is about the well-being of a child. They've gone through the most extraordinary period in history. Some have had a good experience and have loved it and all that home sort of learning. And some have had a very challenging time. They haven't had the computers. They haven't had support from mum or dad because, you know, of different circumstances so it's been a very mixed bag so it is about the transition period now supporting them and that's why play is so important and listening to children supporting them nurturing them you know what is all this catch-up everyone's in the same boat and you know it's much more important that they come out of this experience without being in trauma or suffering too much anxiety yeah and i actually thought that the te teachers had learned we'd all learned quite a bit of a lesson that actually the children probably possibly aren't quite on target but they're not as far as are as far off as what we thought they were going to be so actually the children have been naturally developing you know and and that is just age and stages they will just naturally develop and catch on things as they're going through life and i think that surprised a lot of us because we we know that some children have been doing lots at home maybe too much through the pandemic some have been doing very little yeah. um but yeah i mean at this stage it's everything what you're saying it's you know well-being and I think what I, I'm trying to help the schools with, I think sometimes what they find really difficult with is, but how do we do that? How do we actually, sh how yeah. do we get the children to express their emotions? Because especially when they're younger, I mean, I know as an experienced teacher that if you've got a child that's got behavior issues, normally it's communication issues. It's, it's not behavior issues. I used to get rid of that word because it's just not such a thing. Mm -hmm. A child communicates yes. through their actions. That's what they do. So those actions there are, are telling the teachers 
that there is something going on and that child needs to get that out. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. And that's the same principle with parents. I always tell them to sort of be a detective, you know, whether it's, I don't know, Sherlock Holmes or whoever you want to say, you've got to dig a little bit beneath what is causing that anger or that frustration or that temper tantrum or that moodiness or whatever the you know the emotion the strong emotion might be look for what's beneath it what may be causing it what is the trigger to it so don't get angry get curious and that shifts your energy as a parent into then looking at how you can help them Oh, I really like that. I think as well, you sort of get bogged down with the same sort of things as a parent, you know, that things are coming around all of the time. And I think actually it probably give you your parent mojo back a little bit if you actually just looked at this totally differently and, and sort of focusing on them. I mean, I know as a parent, it's very difficult sometimes, you know, you're going out the door, you've got this or that and your child's having a wobble. But, you know, it is so important mm to have that time to be able to talk to you. And I know that, you know, I know hands up sometimes, you know, my children have these wobbles and I do not, I am not in the right time or place to have it, but I cling yeah. on to it and I make sure that it doesn't, It we don't sleep on it. That's my rule. We never sleep on a worry. It's always dealt with that day. Yeah, because you can't always do it. As you say, you've got three 300 things you're trying to do to get out of the door. Where are your shoes? You've got your reading book. Have you done that? Have you brushed your teeth? You know, have you eaten your breakfast? You didn't do that. Stop hitting your brother. So there's an awful lot going on, you know, all the time. But you're right. Uh, uh, what it is really is mindful parenting in that sense, stepping back, just kind of observing sometimes. Like you say, remembering perhaps I need to come back to that later. And sometimes choosing the moment. I remember my son sat at the end of my bed. He was I don't know in his teens actually then um, I'd gone to bed I was teaching you know 35 four-year-olds or something and I'd gone to bed with a good book hot chocolate to have a little drink and a, you know my glasses on and I sort of all settling in he came to sit on the end of the bed and I just sensed he wanted to talk so yeah. I put the glasses down put the book down and we had a chin wag and a chat and it actually turned out to be quite deep and meaningful and all of that then we ended up with a laugh but sometimes you have to talk to your children when they want to talk to you it may not be quite when you think it is but you know another example is when I used to take my son up to football training on a Thursday evening and I used to sort of resent it at the the beginning a bit because it was six o'clock in the evening it was all the traffic was going on I'd been tired of me teaching other people's kids all day And then I noticed over the year or over the years that we were doing it, sometimes we talk deep and meaningful. Sometimes we just listen to the radio. Sometimes we talk about the referee at the Chelsea game on Saturday. And it just depended what came up. But actually, sometimes there was a lot of wisdom that went through that kind of moment because also I'm looking out not sort of intensely looking at him and getting all kind of heavy so yeah. it was a good opportunity and I, and I missed it when it stopped because of course he grew up and left home <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't tell me that I, I still like to think that my children aren't going to grow up they're going to stay stay five <laughs> seven <laughs> um, I do a bit of um as well with my children is that uh, when I'm having problems I don't cage it up and I do actually tell them you know if it's appropriate and I tell them like my difficulties or what what stress means and you know that maybe I just need a bit of a bath to calm myself down and I'm really passionate about showing them methods in how to deal with their well-being because like we're saying now we sort of got to this this pandemic and then we're like right okay we know that that mental health issues are going to come out of this and sometimes it can be six to a year to two years all of this starts coming out but how do we start showing our children now how to relax and how to 
be mindful of those feelings and don't let it eat you up. Yeah, because we're role models in everything that we do and everything that we say. And you're absolutely right. They're watching us, looking at us, listening to us, observing us, although we think they're not. So I talk a lot on my webinars or when I'm working with parents on my coaching programs about me time, because mums are terrible at getting some me time. Now, that doesn't mean you have to sort of go off and do something enormously dramatic. We have been in <laughs> lockdown. So it can be just a bath with scented candles and a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of sparkly if you're. it's a Friday night and you're feeling naughty but it's also you need we time which is your partner in you if you have one to share some quality time together so the kids do need to go to bed and perhaps you do binge watch Netflix or have a takeaway or whatever it is to keep your relations strong and then there's our time where you go out and ride bikes or I think get out in the fresh air and get out and get dirty and muddy and dig and play and explore because all of these things then help with everybody's pressures with all their mental health with all our well-being so it's me time we time and our time just have a little pause to ponder when you're listening to this yeah maybe my sort of you know we're all spinning the plates and maybe this one is a bit uneven and I need to go and sort of pay attention to that one because it is difficult to keep all the the things going but we've got to try I think another thing that comes through that as well is that um it is play and it's you know yes. sometimes I, I get really guilty that I haven't played enough with my children I see people that don't play with their children at all once they get through a certain age um but for me I mean I came home last night and I was a bit like I, I, I don't always sense that I'm I'm a bit stressed and a bit down, but I knew I was. And I knew that if I just went on the trampoline with the kids, I'd probably make everything better and it would make them happier, me happier. And it, it, it works out. You know, I went on the trampoline. Uh-huh. I came up and it felt great. And it was like, you know, that your kids are actually really useful as well. <laughs> you know, if you just get down to their level and play their well, game. You know. Yeah. They, they, they're they love that. They love it. I mean, I've lost track of the times I played quick cricket with the kids in the garden, but I'm going to put on Twitter in a minute a picture of me jumping on the trampoline with my kids. You're absolutely right. It releases all that fun within us. And we've got to be playful. Yes, life is busy. Yes, it's very stressful. Yes, we're living through a pandemic. It's not always easy. But you can change your mindset by a bit of physical activity, by playing with them. Sometimes they have to play on their own. Sometimes they actually play on their own. If there's two or three of them, they play on their own because that's quite nice. Sometimes they play with you. Sometimes there's, you know, all sorts of types of play, but it is important. And sometimes just playing with them and it helps relax you too. Like you said, jumping on the trampoline was a bit of fun. It was, yeah. And you really get to know your children when you play with them. And I tend to let my children the play sometimes I'll lead the play you know because I've got two children and one yeah. over and they need to know that they can't always be the boss and so I'll lead yeah. the play a little bit and I really get to know what kind of characters my children are if I didn't play with them I'm not quite sure I'd know them as much as I do know them that's so and interesting isn't it I think that's going to be really helpful when they're older yes. because when they're older I'll be able to say to them well this is the kind of character I saw when you were little. So to help remind them of what kind of person they are, because I think this world can lose you. You can lose yourself a little bit, especially with social media. And I think being strong as a character and the person of what you are is really important. And I think this is I'm really confident about outdoor learning and really passionate about outdoor learning is that because it's so neutral out there, there's no sort of like Peppa Pig, houses or pinks or blues or anything or anything that's particular for boys or anything particular for girls you can actually be anything you are when you're outside 
which is why I'm, I really like that space mm. for children. It feels really perfect for children for me. Yeah, and I think we're building memories that last a lifetime with our children, you know, so we've got to remember, I've got a strap line that says, you know, I help you create happy childhoods, because that is important, and play is part of it, as well as doing all the other stuff, hearing them read, helping them with homework, teaching them, you know, social skills and all the rest of it. It's a big job being a great parent, but I do think being outside, also now I feel better when the weather is sunny. I've been working outside, actually, I put a picture on Twitter of my office, which is basically me outside with the dog in the sunshine what better way to do a few things it's wonderful so I love what you do I think it's really important and sometimes as you say people don't quite know how to but sometimes if they just start off a bit and relax then it flows I think the pandemic as well as I mean everybody went outside because that was the only thing we could do it was just an absolute joy to see people in my community just going out walking loads and um, you know just as families and they've kept it up and you know I think I'm just trying to keep that going and don't forget that this very simple free stuff which is just going for a walk can be really fun and uh, as muddy puddles what we've been doing is just giving them ideas to make imaginary walks and you know do put imagination in but also it's a great opportunity to talk to the children and I've got um some nieces and nephews that are 18 and 15 now and um we've been walking and they've been trying to me and it's like being wonderful <laughs> it's like you know we've got this time yeah. to fill and I think yeah. the walk does that doesn't it I love a walk and I still walk with my kids when they pop back and see me. We've got three dogs, you know, so off we go. But you can have those really lovely conversations. Also, if you're curious, if you help your kids. I remember my first book I wrote was Looking Under Stones and Finding Fairies because my son was only two and a half and we were walking down the road and you know how slow they walk. And I remember my dad used to make, you know, look under stones and we'd find these fairies. And I thought, isn't it funny how you just pass that on? I, I remember it as a child. I passed it on to Will. And then this old this whole idea that actually, you know, get some binoculars or just get curious to look underneath things and look over things and look up because yeah. there's so much to see. And then you've got wonderful conversations, haven't you? Yeah. But not expensive. No, I know. And that's another thing. I think there's a pressure sometimes for parents to constantly be, I mean, one thing that I find a massive pressure of as a parent are after school clubs. It's like everybody's got to be doing these million after school clubs and I'm not that kind of parent. I just kind of like don't don't structure things too much. I just go with the flow. And if they fancy doing that, we'll go for it. And more than often, they'll do it for three weeks and they don't like it. But there's this sort of pressure to be constantly doing these paid clubs, which costs a lot of money, where actually you probably could start the early stages of football just in the park for free with your child doing yeah. it together. It's that sort of like pressure. Yes. Yes. And I think, you you know, I've written about overscheduling kids. You know, there is this, you know, we are called human beings, not human doings. We don't have to be doing something all the time. But, you know, we tend to get into that kind of groove where we can't, oh, I can't stop. You know, I need to keep busy or something. Whereas actually just doing nothing sometimes or sitting around looking at clouds floating by can be quite fun. Sitting quietly and reading a book or just, you know, staring around at what's around you can be just as much fun so a balance in everything absolutely and I always whenever I start any training sessions um or I go do consultations at schools I always start with them going can you just think about your own childhood for two minutes just think and write down all the things you used to do as a child and absolutely always Sue it's all outdoors there's there's a few yeah. people that will say something like hide and seek 
or there'll be some younger ones there that'll say Disneyland. But pretty much the majority now I've had I've had a room full of 50 and they've all said the same same sort of thing. It's always outdoors. So as children, we were outdoors all the time, weren't we? I mean, our parents would be like, come on when it's dark, you know, we didn't have, I didn't have a phone. <laughs> I just sort of like used my instinct to know that it's time to come home now and you know, the socialization that happened there and the imagination and the negotiation, you know, we'd fall out and we'd make friends again. We'd find ants' nests and things like that. And and literally my children don't do that unless I'm I'm instructing that sort of um, play now, which is a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah, and I remember when I, you know, you brought up a memory actually when you were just talking then. I thought, oh, if I was in that room, what would I write down? And I remember making mud pies outside at the side of our house in the garden on my own, getting all sorts of stuff, you know, not poisonous or anything, but making these mud pies, having a very great time for ages doing it, being really creative, using my imagination and having great fun. So, you know, you, you're right. You go straight back to a memory about being outside, which was wonderful, you know. And I think that does when when people do reflect on their childhood, it pulls them to go, do you know what actually going outside I know is going to be a big benefit for my children. So I think yeah. that's a bit of a there's a bit of a pull that I use really for the parents and the teachers as well. Um, is there anything else you want to say, Sue? Or would you like to just tell us about where people can find you if they want to learn more about what you do? Because I find you so inspiring. That was just such a wonderful chat. Oh, I bless feel like you. That was <laughs> Oh, that's so lovely. Well, no, it's fine. Um, no, I've got nothing much else to say. I, we can tell people where to find me and what I do and how to, you know, uh, get hold of my stuff. So shall I go into one or are you going to ask me a question? No, you you go into it. You tell us what you've got going. I know you've got okay. a book coming out as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got all in the bio as well for people. Sure. But this really does help teachers because what we're trying to do is just widen it up and just show yeah. you know, there's so many knowledgeable people about different things. And I think for a long time, schools haven't really opened their doors to other areas. And I think now they're doing it more so than ever. And Which I think, is brilliant. Uh, Are you I, connected to Nexus Education? I'm not, no. no well, no, I'll, yeah. when I have a minute, I'll, I'm a great connector and I love yeah. doing it on Twitter because it's quick and easy. And then I leave it to you. I go, oh, have you seen this? Or when you put out the podcast, I go, oh, you know, do you want to listen to this and all that? Yeah, okay, so I'll, so I'll tell you what I'm doing. So, so what I do is I do one-to-one -one coaching with parents if they've got a niggle, a worry or a problem or they just want some reassurance. I sit on sofas like on ITV this morning or for Disney, I do those FaceTime lives or Instagram lives. Um, I've got podcasts. My podcast comes out on a Tuesday at 12 o'clock. It's just come out today. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, which I've completely revamped and started all over again. So on Tuesdays and Fridays at 8 p.m., out comes a new video that you can have a look at for free. And, you know, my website is what they call now an authority site, which means it's just bursting with you name it. I've written about it or I've you know done a video for you or I've done a podcast because I'm passionate about parenting. So there's loads and loads of free resources on there, as well as other stuff like webinars that you can join in or e-courses and stuff if you're interested in digging a little bit deeper. But come and say hello to me on Twitter. I'm Sue Atkins. On Instagram, I'm Sue Atkins 18. I'm on LinkedIn. You know, I'm everywhere. Wherever you need to go, just Google Sue Atkins. And I'm like a bad penny. I turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Sue, I think they'll really appreciate that. So thank you. I mean, a lot of the Muddy Puddle teachers, um, the teachers, but a hell of a lot of us are parents as well at the same time doing the two things 
I had a chat with Jess Gosling yesterday, who's an international Yeah, teacher. I saw that, yes. And I was just saying to her how I find parenting and teaching really difficult, having those two brains separating them. Sometimes it can be really overwhelming being a parent when you're a teacher because yes. you know so much, you've seen so much, you have so much pressure on your shoulders because you feel so responsible and it's hard to just chill out, give yourself a break. Oh, yeah. So, and pat yourself on the back. So no, parents are so naughty, mums in particular, I have to say, about feeling guilty or don't think they do enough. You know, you really do. Mums and dads are fantastic and everyone's doing their best. So you do need to pat yourself on the back. And at the end of the day, I always say to the parents that I work with, write down what you got right even if you write one thing and then if you did it every night before you fall asleep, you fall asleep positively. And but at the end of a week, even if you've only done one thing a day, that's seven great things you've done. So you need to celebrate and whatever that means to you, whether it's a latte in the garden or a walk or meet a friend or whatever we're allowed to do now, celebrate your successes. Don't pat yourself, you know, don't beat yourself up, pat yourself on the back because then if you're in a good place, Hey ho, guess what? You kids will be okay. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, Sue. That was lovely. Thank you ever so much. So let's say goodbye to Sue Atkin. Bye, Sue. And hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Bye. Lovely. Take care. Lovely. Thank you, Sue. Take care. Have a lovely evening. And if you'd want for anything or if you want. When will this go out, Sarah? So I'll hopefully have you on again. When does it come out? I'm pretty fast. It, so it'll probably yeah. be by the end of the week it'll be out but i'll email you and send it all across to you but yeah very popular so like just yeah lovely smashing loads of downloads yeah. already, so yeah. Thank you. lovely Thanks. love what you do well done keep going you have too. a good afternoon Bye. take care Bye. <laughs>